Thank you for listening to this episode of Courtside Indiana Podcast. Please hit the subscribe or add button on your podcast app to get them delivered straight to your phone, tablet, or desktop. As always, we'd appreciate our rating and review. And you can reach us directly on our Courtside Indiana Twitter at CourtsideIND. Joining us now is Brandon Ramsey from various sources, Prep Hoops, Kentucky Sports Radio, fellow Cincinnati Reds fan, awesome. Came so close. So close. Very close. Very close. You stuck in there longer than I did. I, I just don't ever get a chance to get into baseball until August. Yeah, well, it... it it was fun to at least have, like like I said, we we played 161 meaningful games before we were knocked out of contention. So 161 yeah. of 162 is not too bad. May was a good month. May was a really yep. good month. Um, I will say that not coaching this summer, I was able to watch a little bit more. Um, but the summers when I'm coaching, it just it does baseball doesn't even exist until yeah. until August. Uh, maybe yeah. a little bit in June, but that's about it. So. Um, what else are you prep hoops, Indiana, Kentucky sports radio? What else? Is there anything I'm missing there? Nope. That, that pretty much covers it on the, on the basketball side of things. Nice. Also joining us is Mason Asher. Mason is formerly of prep hoops, Indiana, then prep hoops, Iowa. Correct. Yep. Correct. And now you're back. And now you're back in Indiana and tell everybody. Circle of life, yeah. You were living in the suburbs of Lafayette. Yep, that's where I currently am. Uh, just moved back from Iowa after being out in Iowa for five years. Uh, everyone asked me, how much different is it? Uh, it's not different at all. It's the same thing. Uh, lots of corn, couple suburbs. Um, basketball out there is better than I had expected it to be, which was nice. Um, but yeah. Uh, have a couple scouting services, my own content under uh, the name Asher Scouting now. And after moving back to Indiana, I figured I'd get back into the boys scene a little bit since I'm formally familiar with it. Yeah. And that's why you're here. That's why I'm here. Kyler is still here. Kyler, I I presume you were part of the first segment that we're going to record later this evening. So. We'll do the big normal introduction on that one. But uh, first week of the Metro Indy Basketball Fall League, we're going to talk about some players. Uh, Mason is is one of is one of our uh, like I guess effect officially the co-admin of the league. Uh, he didn't have to get thrown into any coaching duties this year, so that means I did a good job of hiring reliable people to to coach teams. Kyler got sucked into coaching last year and then actually liked it, loved it, loved it. And now you've foregone any administrative duties. Well, not any, maybe not all of them. But I still, uh, I still pick up stat sheets. Still pick yeah, up stat 90%, sheets. Ninety percent. Ninety percent of it. <laughs> 90% of the work is picking up stat sheets. It seemed like it yesterday. It At least in real time. Yeah, oh, for you guys. On, on wood. Yeah, I'm running around with like a chicken with my head cut off. Indy Kendrick, of course, he runs his fall league at the exact same time down in Evansville. And we we sort of talk to each other a lot about about our leagues and how different how to do things differently or how you know how what's working what's not working and and i i've gotten him to sort of adopt a phrase that the 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 object isn't to be organized it's to appear organized and uh, i I think we've no we had no bad things happen other than maybe a couple of blowouts um no, no referees didn't show. No, we did have. Well, actually, we did have a referee that didn't show. For your game, right? And for my game, of all things. Um, but luckily, it's late enough in the day that we're swapping out crews at that point, so we can we were able to get one guy to one guy to stay around. So it worked out. I love our referees at night. I mean, half of them are college guys. Yeah. So I mean, guys that work. At the college, at the collegiate level, not guys in college. Um, yeah, that's that's what I mentioned to Brandon when we were sitting there. Um, you know, on on courts, what three and four, 
I was like, these guys look really familiar. And then I realized that they did almost every Wabash game that I attended. Absolutely. Yeah, Fuller and Shore, especially the Division yep. Three level. Um they do they do some D one stuff too. I think I think Chris has pulled I'm sorry, I think uh Brian Shore has pulled back a little bit on that, maybe. But Chris is going full bore at it as much as he can. Um the court that I that I was on yesterday, Dan Bochamp, he has done in the past G League stuff. He has done college. I think he's mostly doing high school now. Um but then um the ref that normally works with him, or at least has the last two years, is Rob Wan. Of course, he's TikTok famous now. Um, but we've got a good crew. And then Stephen Bryson, who runs his own little, his own uh, assigning group. He's got his son, Chris, who, who wasn't there yesterday, but then he's also got Kieta, his other son, who's also does some college stuff and, and some some good, you know, some, I think he's pretty good in the tournament. The ITSA state tournament. And then um, uh, Ryan, um, oh my gosh, hold on a second here. Um, Ryan, I don't have, oh, that's why I had to reboot my computer. No wonder nothing's working right now. Um, but yeah, Ryan, their other guy, it, it was doing regionals last year. So it was, we've got a good crew. And that's that's one thing. I like about we've been able to maintain is have good officials and I'd love to give Ryan some props here. If I could just get his name, right. The, um, the officials did not let me illegal substitute Ryan so Carroll. Really yeah. We're, yeah. We're so, yeah, we're so fine tuned. We are giving illegal substitution technicals in <laughs> fall league games. <laughs> I and I still, and I still managed to lose. Brandon, you were going to make fun of me for uh, losing to Kyler on the. I was going to uh, say I, 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 I was going to let it go as long as we, as long as we could. But yes, I do think it's time that we bring up that not only did Kyler beat Jim, um, Jim went zero and two in his own fall league. Never uh, happened. The season. It's never happened. <laughs> both um, in overtime. Both in overtime. So that's coaching. <laughs> I will say Noah Loban was not there, and if Noah's there, we don't lose either one of those games because. He would have probably beaten up two or three people in the process. So yeah. maybe even a guy or two in our team. Um, anyway. All right, let's go kind of a round table. Talk about some guys we like, some guys we saw. Um, I will admit, just full disclosure for those listening, we like to do those things. I didn't get to watch anything until my game at five o'clock yesterday. So that gets a little bit better. Uh, Brandon, you were there all day. Mason, of course, was all there all day as well. Mason, what or Brandon? Why don't you start? Who? Anybody? Uh, well, I know anybody. Not who was a kid that stood out for you? Yeah, w one of the kids that, that that really stood out to me, and I I, I wrote about him a little bit this evening. But uh, Damian King from Anderson um, mm -hmm. really stood out to me. And he he's I mean you know obviously a a kid that has started to pull in. Um, some Division One offers, and you know, up to mid-major type of interest uh, after a strong summer with his uh, George Hill team, but certainly looked the part once again um, on on Sunday evening. He's a kid who I feel like I, I was really high on him at, um, when he was a freshman at Anderson. I thought, you know, this is a kid that that had Division One potential, and then I think somehow in the grand scheme of things, I probably went from being high on him to being maybe a little lower than I should have been on him. And now he's probably started to prove, um, you know, that, that, that he was that player that I thought he might be early on. I mean, he physically, he just has some tools that, that really allow him to get some things done around the basket at the end of his drives um, was a little bit more explosive athletically than I thought he was and, and, and handled the ball a little bit better um, than I, than I felt like I had seen him do in the past. So I was really, really impressed with his game. And certainly you can see why, you know the 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 people at the division one level are taking more and more interest. Western Carolina IUPUI are his two division one offers. He also has an offer from Goshen, which was his first one. That was all the way back in Feb February of. Nope, that's different. King, holy cow! Yeah, I, was gonna, I was gonna say I, I I think like East Tennessee State's in there now, and <laughs> yeah, you know. the, uh, yeah, yeah, that's different. King, holy cow! Never mind. Um, yeah. 
can't I, was, say. I looked up and said all the way back in 2021, not the same kid. You know, without there, there was a change in the George Hill roster mid mid spring that probably opened up some more. I mean, he he started for that team, and he, so it wasn't an issue of playing time. It wasn't an issue of of opportunity. It may have been an issue of role and where he fit in with that group, um, juxtaposed to other players. And as they got as their roster changed just a little bit, he started to thrive. And, you know, I think that's helped with his confidence. And I think now he's going to be maybe not as much of the guy as Amir Carson, but, you know, Carson really dominated the ball a lot. And I don't think they're going to have that situation at Anderson. There's going to be more people that get involved. But I think at the end of the day, King, like you said, King is going to be their guy. He's going to be their go-to guy. Yeah, and it, and that's one of the things I'm I'm anxious to see with him is, you know, this isn't you know this isn't to say anything about Amir Carson, but yes, it, it, it was a very ball dominant situation. So you didn't always get to see, I think, all of what uh, of what King could do, uh, especially last season at Anderson, and, and getting to see him, you know, be more of the on ball. Um, offensive threat, I think, will be good not only for his development but also just for people to see uh, see his game this winter. Well, and going back to the Anderson thing, I think him being a sophomore, I think that there is some look playing without the basketball is a skill, um, and it's also an awareness issue. And the younger you are, the the tougher it can be to have that kind of awareness to where how you play off of other players is, is something that is not, not talking about sets, not talking about series or reads or calls or anything like that, but it, it's, it's how you, how you read the I'm, And I mean, by reads, I mean, directed reads from the bench. Uh, but, you know, Jaquez Ingram was there. He was super without the ball, and that's why he was their second option, and and he was able to get a lot of stuff for them. And, you know, King was sort of their third option, and that meant a lot of standing around. And I think the the more involved he's gotten, uh, the more he's learned how to be involved without the basketball, the better he's gotten. Yeah, absolutely. Um if we want to dive into a couple more names that that that, that I liked, um, there was a couple guards on one team that actually played together in AAU as well. But um, Nigel Jewell and Damon Howard, yeah, I didn't get to watch that. Out. I didn't get to watch them yesterday. I wanted yeah, to. Um, both both progeny progeny kids and um, liked them several times over the summer. That 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 extended into the fall league Sunday night. Um, I think I think Howard continues to prove himself to be one of the. Um, you know, probably more skilled under the radar guards in that class. He's obviously smaller, you know, just physically that, that, that there's going to be some limitations to what he can do, but he shoots it at a pretty high percentage and he's really, really shifty with the ball. Pretty good playmaker overall. Jewel shot the ball well. Also, um, Howard goes to Pike. Jewel goes to North Central for those listening. If you don't know, um, both those guys stood out as as some pretty dynamic scoring threats out of the backcourt, I felt like. And them being in my pool, I'm not going to get to watch them play until I play them, which is probably going to be next week. I didn't see, I haven't paid attention yet to who we play next week, but I don't imagine my schedule in Pool F gets any easier. Yeah. <laughs> they had, did they win a game yesterday? They got, no, they went 0 and 2. They also had a couple of close games. They lost in overtime. <laughs> a lot of overtime games yesterday. What the heck? Yeah. Hey, it, it, it means it's competitive, I guess. That's good. Yeah, I do like that. We, tr- I mean, that's that's the aim, is to have competitive games and all that. So, Mason, you get a chance to add uh, add to any of those guys, or you, you just is there anybody else? I mean, I know you'll have guys to talk about, but anything to add on those guys? Um, not on those guys specifically. No. Okay. Um, not a couple other guys. Just trying to trying to. Uh, you know, keep my eyes off the same courts just since I'll be there for four weeks and hopefully be able to see every team at least once. Um, but yeah, no, for me, you know, it was 
I'm a little bit in an interesting spot from, you know, you three, just because I'm coming in without any, you know, knowledge base for pretty much anyone. Uh, so I don't have, you know, the preconceived notations of, of what a player is or, you know, what, you know, I'll see at the fall league. So I thought it was really interesting to be able to see these players, you know, in, in this type of environment for the first time. Um, you know, obviously uh, Landon Lampley and, and Kenneth Lampley, the third, both, both stood out uh, to me pretty quickly, especially, you know, for their age, um, you know, and, and being a, a big Purdue fan, you know, I'd heard some things about, um, you know, the Lampleys just because, you know, Jen ha- also has two daughters who have been on campus at Purdue and um, you tell know, them, she obviously. Tell us who, give us some more detail on who, who his mom is. Yeah, so uh, the Lampley's mom um, is Janet Lampley. She's uh, a high school head coach now. Um, she has two daughters who are both nationally ranked. Um, she played at Purdue. Was a very so you know good her, player. For you know her maiden name? I, I forget. I'm saying. I'm asking name. if you do. I do. I mean, it's Janon Rowland. Yes, that's what it is. Yep. Yeah, Janon Rowland. Um, so. Yeah, so she played there, uh, and then obviously. Uh, had a little bit of time in the WNBA as well mm-hmm. um, in various capacities. So uh, a big name on the Purdue side of things. Um, and like I mentioned, her two daughters are, are both nationally ranked in the 25 and 26 class, I believe it is, um, and are being heavily recruited by Purdue. So where do they um, go to school? Are they at Tenley as well? No, they both oh. play for her there at Lawrence um, Central. Oh, Lawrence Central. Okay. Uh, yep. Yeah, well, you can so, tell how much I follow that. Right, exactly. Yeah, Mason, when um, were you born? I was born in the year 1996. 1996. So yeah, Roland would have been, I think, just finishing up at Purdue in '96. Yeah. So it, you have an excuse for not knowing. For yeah, not knowing, see, I knew for not knowing her before she produced some talented kid. So right, I knew the last name. I just didn't have it on top of my head. I got a lot of names running through my head. Um, but anyway, so yeah, they both the Lampley boys played really well. Um, you know, like I said, for their age, um, you know, Kenneth, I thought hit some really nice shots in transition, showed uh, a nice pull up jumper. Um, you know, at times I thought he was pretty much able to do whatever he wanted to do with the ball in his hands. Um, looked fairly comfortable with it. Obviously, you know, he's he's still going to have to, you know, grow into his frame and stuff like that a little bit, but. Um, you know, for, for all the talk that I had heard about him and, and just knowing the family, um, you know, I, I came away pretty impressed with my first viewing, um, of him. And then a couple other kids that, you know, stood out to me. One was, one was Max McComb and, uh, Brandon and I actually were talking about him a little bit throughout the day. Um, you know, he played, I thought very, aggressive with a ball in his hand um you know he was, he was knocking down shots from the outside hit a couple back to back in both games um was getting to the rim and finishing um was making floaters in the mid-range uh you know was was not in my eyes passive with the ball at all and was just kind of attacking the rim and and shooting threes when the defense was giving those to him um i was i was really impressed with how much of a quick release he had too um, you know, he's, he's a kid that didn't seem like he needed to have much space to get a shot off, you know, on the pull up or off the catch. Um, and, and he was able to do a lot of really nice things, um, you know, playing off that three point shot, um, you know, as the fenders closed out, um, another kid that super quickly, um, stood out to me was Isaac Ojin from, uh, Indy homeschool, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I mentioned to Brandon as, as I was watching one of the games, I was like, who is that kid? Because, you know, he's okay. kind of on the shorter side, you know, kind of has long hair, um, you know, has a, a beard pretty much um, and was just ripping off three point shots. Like it was nothing like was just making shot after shot after shot. Um, but the other thing was like he was getting to his spots like really well, like you could tell that he knows how to play the game of basketball, even though you know, physically, like, it probably wouldn't look like he would be a kid that could, you know, hang with some of the other kids here at the at the Fall League. 
but like he was getting to a spot. He was, you know, he was one of the only kids that I felt like was communicating like well on the defensive end and like, you know, having some of those in, intangibles show through. Um, but, you know, the thing, like I said, first off, the, what stood out to me the quickest was just his shooting ability. Like he was firing from five feet behind the three point line and was just knocking it down. And he was moving into open space really well. Um, and so that's another kid that, that really, really stood out to me. And, um, and then on, on Jim's team, even though, uh, unfortunately he went 0 2, uh, Trey Schlesky, uh, I thought was really good. Shelsky. Shelsky. L after the E. Okay. Well, that's the first time I've ever said that last name. So, um, but yeah, so, so Trey was, um, I thought he played really well. I thought he played confident yeah. with the ball. Um, you know, he hit he hit the shot to send it to overtime against Kyler. Um, perfectly you know, drawn he, up, perfectly executed. Yeah, I was going to say, shout oh, out man. to the coach right there. Um, but, you know, I thought. <laughs> I'll yeah. take credit. But then we, yeah. we, ran, we ran a variant in the second game, and I was hoping that they would read the, read the cut to the ball. And so we sent Jetta. Manette to the corner instead of to the ball and the guy didn't bite and then Trey just had to improvise at that point. And, I mean, he got up a decent shot, but not as not as clean of a look as he did in the first game. My heart yeah, sank for- when he hit that shot in the first game. Just sank. I was like, oh no. I was like, I, I, I could have sworn I was going to get beaten over time. I love, I love that play. I love that keep play where it's just you kind of change up who gets it and you run, you run one of your best scorers off of it and Guy with the ball keeps it, and he dribbles one one dribble of separation, put up the shot, and he buried it. It was beautiful. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, it was a clutch shot. Um, and I, I thought that he, you know, did a lot of nice things other than shooting the ball. I thought he ran the offense well. I thought, uh, you know, he he was quick with the ball, just kind of a crafty kid. Um, you know, you can you can see why he, you know, stands out in you know, pretty much all of his games at Park Heritage because he's going to be one of the most skilled players on the floor, no matter who, you know, who they play. Um, and so for him to, you know, kind of have that performance throughout the entire evening, you know, against some, you know, more athletic kids than he, he'll see at Park Heritage, um, some more skilled kids than he would see, you know, in the high school season, um, you know, really, really spoke volumes to just how how good of a competitor he is. And then obviously, it's, as Jim mentioned, uh, knocking down that three uh, to send it to overtime. For, for Trey, it's strength and length. Those are the, those are the two assets that he has that will counteract whatever quickness level that he has to make up for by, you know, just he's used to being one of the better athletes on the floor on their schedule, on most of their schedule. But that, that'll that be the, the strength aspect of it. So, yeah, I've got two, yeah, two really good sophomore guards that I like that I think can him and I mentioned Jetta Manette are two kids that can really – get into get to their spots and get into a shot so and how many agents is that is that like 30 or 40 agents now that have come through well it it, it it's funny because i i was going to ask you jim i i think i think this was what that this is year 17 of the fall league how many years have you not had not had an agent kids i don't know uh when when i saw the name came come came when i saw the name come across the registration i don't see them all I just happened to be at my desk when, when this one came across. I immediately texted Trey, and I said, Damn, how many kids do you have? And he's like, I promise this is our last one. Yeah. But now they're getting old enough. The The older ones are getting old enough. We might start seeing some grandkids come through. So oh, that, that, That's what I was thinking. I, I I know Caleb has a couple kids, so, yeah, you might not have to Does not he? Have yeah. too much longer, and you'll have generation number two coming through. Which one's the e-gamer, Josiah or, or, uh, or Noah? Oh man, I think that's Noah because I was I was one of them. Yeah. Is he still yeah, doing that? Yeah. I, I, he was like playing for like the Pacers team or whatever. I think at one Timberwolves, point. Timberwolves, Timberwolves. Okay, yeah. I you know legitimately didn't know that was a thing until I saw that come across Facebook, and so I was like, wow, it's pretty cool. And I then I read more about it. And I thought, wow, this thing's actually a thing. And this is I you know I didn't know much about it. There's some good Kentucky fans in that family too, so I, uh, we've always had a special bond. <laughs> Tyler, what did you see? I'm just gonna be honest with you. All my guys I'm about to mention are coming from my team, 
So I got to see them a lot. So, <laughs> well, I had, I had, you uh, suck up. You suck I, up. I had, I had Lampley listed down, but Mason already kind of got him. Um, the thing with him is they got the, the game I saw, they got kind of thumped. But then he, but yeah, he played did. well. The older one, Kenneth, played well. He's impressive. Um, he, yeah, he, he, really he was is. good. He's got the it factor. I think I said that to Brandon. It just, I mean, you look at him, he's got a lot of potential, especially with his length and just size for his age is just um, incredible. But switching to my guys that I'm going to uh, talk about, first guy I got to mention who I thought was the best player that I watched all day, and, and luckily I got to kind of coach him a, lo- a little bit, was um, Alexander Harris. I think I'm saying his first name right. Alex, um, yeah. Yeah. Yep. A lot of people call him Ellie, so – um, younger brother, a former Michigan State player, um, Aaron Harris, uh, sophomore guard out of Indianapolis Tech, just really fantastic on the ball. Um, I thought he played with great, uh, great pace. He can push the tempo um, anytime he wants to, um, and just really good at creating scoring opportunities, not only for himself, um, but for his teammates. He has really sharp court vision. Um, and then he's a proven, I think, three-level scorer, I would say. Um, don't know if I got to see him a whole lot in the mid range, but as far as attacking the basket and just shooting deep threes, he was really spot on. Um, a lot of upside with him. I was talking to Brandon a little about this earlier, but Brandon made a good point. You know, if he can kind of grow a little more, I think he's around like 5'11, 5'12, I would say right now. If he can grow a little more, he's got a legit chance. Um, I think 5'12. Know, <laughs> 5'12, yeah. Late night. I was going to let it go. But yeah, yeah. I, I, I can't. I can't night, well. All right, so anybody remember Chase McFarland? Yes. From Illinois, played for me, seven-footer. Yeah. He's a kid that came to me, like, really late in the process. And actually, when he called, like, out of the blue, he's like, uh, he's like, you guys got a spot. This is the Dominic James, Armand Bassett, all those dudes. Mm-hmm. And he's like, uh, I'm like, man, I, I said, all right, we, we got one spot. So unless you're, like, seven feet tall, we, we don't really have room for you. He's like, I'm seven feet tall. And I'm like, no, you're not. So then he told me who he was. I didn't know who he was because he's from Illinois, and I don't know anything about out-of-state kids. But he had actually played for an Indiana team the year before, so he comes and plays with us. Um, really, this is at 17 and under, so this is just a one-year thing. And just a great kid, and and, and a, he is a uh, he's a character. And he's a lot like Jake Cherry, the kid that played for me with my 2023 team. He's He's got a little bit of a personality to him. And we're down in Orlando playing down in their Super Showcase and Nationals and all that stuff. And we we stay in an area where there's a lot of really good restaurants and, well, a lot of familiar restaurants. They, they, they still got a Ponderosa, let's just say that. So we go to the Ponderosa, and we're there, I don't know, like three or four times in the week. And the, the third time, one of the cashiers goes, she goes, I've been meaning to ask you this. How tall are you? And he goes, I'm six feet 12. And we and we just looked at each other. The, the one girl looked at the other one, and she goes, "One more inch, she'd be seven feet tall." I'm like, "Oh no, <laughs> no." So when you said five foot twelve, yeah, well, you know, we just gotta let that one go. So, but okay, uh, we, all right. we'll let it go. I'll, we'll let it go. But we'll uh, let it go now, <laughs> all right. So anyway, um, other players on my team, um, Jaden Ford, another any um, Indianapolis Tech kid. That's who uh, beat us. That's who hurt yeah, us. Really good. I, I mean, uh, honestly, didn't know much about him going in to this game, but man, he was really impressive to me. Um, real versatile, can play the wing, can play the post. Um, really good at putting the ball on the floor and attacking the lanes. I mean, I lost count how many dunks he had. Um, really just wanted to score over every defender that came around him. Um, and then on the defensive end, fantastic shot blocker, you know, contested pretty much every shot that um, that would come towards him. Extremely bouncy, um, you know, just led to a lot of blocks on the day and everything. Then another um, bigger guy that I had on my team, too, another Indianapolis Tech kid. I pretty much got the whole team on my uh, on my fall league team. But Elijah Sanders transferred from George Washington, um, real physical power forward post player. Didn't really stretch the floor out a whole lot from what I what I remember yesterday, but really good on the boards. And he played really tough defense down low. Um, gave my team a lot of second chance opportunities and stuff. Um, got to the free throw line quite a bit for us. Um, hit a good free throw at the end of uh, the game that I beat Jim in. Um, but yeah, really good, solid um, performances by him. And then another guy, Cam Webster, not a guy um, 
that's going to stuff the uh, stat sheet, you know, as far as scoring or whatever, at least in the fall league. I know he does really well at Kanakee Valley scoring the ball and everything, but he's just kind of playing that kind of role where he's doing all the little things for our team, wasn't looking to score a whole lot, you know, had some big rebounds down down the stretch in both the games. Um, his motor was great. He attacked the glass really really well got to the free throw line as well um really really impressed with him he played some tough defense and you know didn't take a playoff or anything so I really like him and I think he's gonna be really good for Kennedy Valley um you know this upcoming season yeah the Ford kid from Tech is who I thought hurt us um but then also looking at some of it i mean really it was just the, the two athletic forwards him and sanders both were, were extremely effective and and i thought we had to match up with webster late because for a guard he's six four and he's pretty strong and some of the kids we, we were playing out there um just smaller guards and that, you know that's fine i mean that's i'm not talking about i'm talking about even the finale from from Terre Haute north and and um um, on it. Looking at my Whitlock from Providence, not doing a great job of remembering remembering all of our names. So, um, I guess I'll take the cowards' way out. We already talked about Shelsky and Manette, which I appreciate that on Mason recognizing how how good Trey played and Jalen. I thought was really effective, uh, really effective in the first game and in the second game as as much as he. As much as he struggled to get going a little bit, he hit some big shots. He hit a couple big shots late, and um, you know, just lost a couple one possession games in overtime. But um, kid, I one of the kids I that I think has is got a chance is, um, I mean, Bryce Wren for us, very very thin, but six nine six ten kid from Terre Haute North, son of Matt Wren. Very, uh, very long and very impactful around the rim. Um, he he's a very good rim protector. He was that way all summer, and just looks like he's developing a little bit more of an offensive game. Tried to dribble through some traffic sometimes that that uh, was a little tight squeeze, but but uh, all in all, definitely improving. Look for him to have a big year at Terre Haute North, and um, and that's that's. It. I'm trying to think. Because you talked about guys on your team, Kyler, so that kind of eliminates that. The um, other kid, Jim, on, on on your team that I really liked was the um, the Cooper, Cooper Hess Cooper kid Hess, yeah, from Zionsville, sophomore. His his face up game is has really improved. I saw him in yes. the spring, and and liked him. And then I you know talking to Coach Hal a little bit about him, and and when I entered this age group, I wanted to watch him again because there's just not a lot of size. So when I watched him a little bit in July, um, way more mobile than what I remember him being in the spring. And then in this this weekend, you could see how we utilized him a little bit up up the lane, the middle third of the floor, where he's getting a lot of perimeter touches, and he's able to keep the ball. We're cutting off of him, and he's able to keep it and drive and. Had a great opportunities. Had a lot of opportunities at the basket. It was was very active on the offensive glass. Um, he um, hit one play where he got all the way to the rim, and that thing touched every millimeter of that rim and rolled out. And then he had another play where he went all Moses Malone on us, where I think he got four offensive rebounds in one play. Yeah, <laughs> and it finally rolled in. So he got one that rolled out and one that rolled in. So the, the the gods were were even with him, but um, that one play where it just he four shots at it, so maybe he got three offensive four shots at it, and finally that thing eked in, and I thought, man, we come away with an empty possession there. I'm, I was going to be quite upset, but I thought his shot out. looked pretty pure too. I mean, he, yeah, he, he can he can face up and make threes, and yeah, I mean, he did was... he hit? He didn't hit one that game. He definitely hit one the first game. Yeah. But yeah, at, at, at his size, I was really impressed with, with with his skill level offensively, especially for just being a sophomore. He's got some game to him. The thing with him will be what what does he guard? Yeah, you know, can he can he guard effectively away from the lane? Because if he could do that, then you're talking about him maybe being a four. Um, and he just hasn't had to do that yet. Not not consistently. Not, you know, certainly not. 
in, in a in a completely structured environment like a you know school team or a college team um but he's going to get a large dose of it next spring and he may get some this year i don't know what their plans are at Zionsville with him they 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 lost a lot of people so they're going to need they're going to need bodies and I, I think he's going to he might get a crack to get some minutes and, and they may even play a freshman guard this year who will look a lot like logan imes just different color hair um but um yeah, I like I like Hess. So, um, kids that did well against us, and I need to get on some of these coaches. Like, I don't mind, definitely don't mind adding names to the roster. But how about we put their full name? Who was the Rogers kid for Carico? Do we or for uh, Coach Kirby's team there in the second game? Do we know who that is? Number seventy. Maybe, uh, maybe Brandon Brandon Rogers. No, I I had Brandon Rogers. Had him. Well, who was who would that who would that have been then? I'm Carson gonna find, Rogers, huh? Is it Carson Rogers from Kokomo? I mean, I, it makes sense that it would be big forward. Yeah, definitely number seventy makes sense that it would be. I think that's him. Yeah. Um, because they had a couple of Kokomo kids that that didn't that didn't show. It looks like they knew that because then they brought one down. Yeah, right. Which that you know that's fine. Um, and then I got to look at who the Jimtown kids are because they're they're pretty hyped up on that group. They they got a coach Layton's pretty pretty happy with some of the younger guys that he's got. Um, nope, I don't want that. The, the the Brandon King Jr. kid was the one of the Jimtown guys that that was pretty impressive yesterday. He's the he he's the bigger one, like six five. See, I don't they they put numbers in the wrong spots. So I need to get on some of these coaches because Danny Kelly wasn't there. He was on fall break. Mm-hmm. So I'm guessing that that was King. So fifty four was probably King. So he had about two, four, six, eleven, or nine points. Burks was a freshman. Um, you know, he had, he had some shots. He definitely hit some shots against us. Uh, Corbin Hamill's on that team. Yeah, yeah, that was a deal where we kind of keyed on him a little bit. Kind of keyed on him a little bit and didn't give him a lot of room. But then he did hit two threes. In that second half, our defense just—we just—we our defense was terrible in the second half of that game. I mean, it's a fall league, but at the same time, I, I still get frustrated. But it is what it is. So, Brandon, anybody? Because uh, Mason took my guy, Ochin, the guy that I was going to mention about some of those earlier games. Really, him and Lampley both. Mm-hmm. Um. You get a chance to see more games this weekend as far as the younger guys go, but anybody else stand out? Yeah, a couple other names I think we should we should mention here. Um, these guys were all on one team, but I think they were pretty dominant throughout the day. We we, we mentioned the game where uh, Lampley's team got beat up pretty good, and it was with this team. The combination of Nick Glover from Warren Central, uh, Lamar Jones, a big junior from Crystal mm-hmm. House, and then um ap mitchell who apparently is going to be a kokomo now um those guys are all where was he last year he was down in owensboro oh really kentucky and that's that yeah but but before that he was homeschooled in indianapolis maybe and he he's been around a few different places but he's apparently going to be suiting up for the wildcats with a k this year um they're in kokomo um but uh, all, all those guys, impressive size, pretty physical. Um, the Lamar Jones guy, he was one I really wasn't familiar with going into yesterday. But he's like, he's six seven and did a pretty good job finishing around the basket. Nick Glover moves really well for, for his size, and he's pretty physical and aggressive around the basket, rebounded the ball very well. And then Abdul Mitchell has similar physical and athletic tools there that allow him to to get a lot done. So it'll be interesting to see uh, him thrown yeah, in Lamar there was... next to, next to Flory. 
Lamar was at uh, Orange Central last year. Lamar Jones. Oh, gosh. And then, um, um, okay, so where is, there we go. Aiken Smith from Warren Central was when I watched that team play. When I watched Coach Brigham's team play, he was, he had a really great stretch. Mm-hmm. So that's another name to throw on in the coffers. Um, two other kids I wanted to mention on um, Coach Thomas's team, um, mostly juniors and seniors, but the one was his freshman son. Blessed Thomas, we've talked about him before. We all liked him at the freshman camp. Um, Kyler and I, I think we talked about him for 35 minutes. <laughs> it seemed like the the matchup between him and and Cash Daniels at the prep hoops freshman camp, which you you know, Brandon, you do a great job on you and Eric um, do a good job of getting kids in there. And um, and then they did have a senior guard that I thought shot the ball well. Was really intrigued when I thought he was a freshman. Uh, but Greg Martin, senior from Lawrence Central, um, he uh, he was good. He shot the ball extremely well. He's a late bloomer. He wa- he looks a, a little bit um, he looks a little bit like like Kyrie Jones there that just obviously just graduated there from Lawrence Central. Um, not as big, but got that kind of same length and that same walk and and gets into his shot pretty well. He's he shot it well. Uh, I don't know how they did in their second game. But they're uh, off the top of my head. But their first game, he was good. And that was a competitive game with Brigham, Brigham's team, which is the one with um, Lamar Jones and Glover and Aiken Smith. So, Mason, any other names you want to throw out there? Yeah. So, actually, I thought that Kyler was going to talk about this kid, which is why I didn't. Uh, and I'm kind of surprised he didn't because Kyler actually turned me on to him. Um, so I really liked, and I think it might've been the eight o'clock game or maybe the seven o'clock game, uh, the game of Keenan Garner, uh, Kyler let me know that he was from Fishers. Um, and I thought that he played really, really well in the one game that I kind of sat and was watching his team play. Um, you know, he was he was getting to the rim. He was super active around the rim, too. Um, you know, both scoring, but also defensively, I thought he played pretty well. Um, seemed like he could guard multiple positions. You know, he could he kind of guard out, out, you know, along the perimeter and on the interior. I thought he was super active, um, you know, grabbing rebounds as well. Um, and, and the ball didn't have to come off the rim to him for him to rebound it either. Like he would move and go grab the ball. Um, you know, it wasn't one of those kids that, you know, are, are a good rebounder just because they position themselves well, which he did, but you know, he was, he was also jumping for, you know, balls out of his area as well. Um, you know, I thought that he handled it pretty well, you know, just kind of showed me a lot of different flashes of, of, you know, being able to do a lot of, different things on the floor um, and and showed some athleticism as well. Um, but definitely a kid that, you know, stood out to me quickly in that last game and, and someone that I'm going to want to watch, you know, again over the next couple of weeks. Tyler, any, any other names you want to throw out there before we wrap up? Yeah, real, real quickly, just two more guys for my team. Um, one <laughs> is uh, Mason Darrell. Um from Crown Point, 6'1", shooting guard, maybe a point guard as well. Um, really tough kid. Um, he um, played with a lot of maturity, I thought, you know, just for being a sophomore, um, was always on go-go-go on mode, uh, especially on the defensive end, was really tough on that end. Um, really extremely shifty. Um, it's kind of funny because he he kept he kept telling me he wanted to try to get a fast break dunk because he had never gotten a dunk in a game before. <laughs> so he had he had an opportunity at one point, but tried to go in for a layup that he missed. So kind of gave him a lot of a lot of stuff on that um, with him. But he was really good. Really like his game. I think he's going to be good for Crown Point. Then another kid I want to throw out is Jalen Williams from Bloomington North, another yeah. sophomore, um, highly athletic. High amount of energy. I felt like he brought a lot of spark. I had him coming off the bench. I thought he had a lot of spark um, to my team. You know, he made some big plays down the stretch. I remember in our first 
um, in our game, Jim, and uh, he had some big threes. Um, he, yep. He's still a little raw in some aspects of the game. I think he speeds himself up just a little bit too much at times, still trying to figure out, you know, what to do with the ball or, you know, do off the ball or whatever. But I really like the potential that he has. Um, and I think he's going to be really good for Bloomington North in the next few years. So just wanted to throw those guys out too because, you know, they, they played really hard. Real quick, tell us about the Stargell kid on your younger team. The who? Sorry. Stargell? Yeah. Um, the freshman from Richmond? Yeah, pretty good. Um, everything, I think, from what I remember, you know, my, my younger team struggled a little bit uh, yesterday, uh, lost to a group of eighth graders. So uh, I don't think they were very happy about that one. But uh, That's um, a good team, though. Yeah, very good team. Very good, good team. They, they didn't play like a typical eighth grade team, I don't think. Um, you know, a lot of those guys I feel like could play, you know, freshman JV ball right now on that on that squad. But anyway, he was really good. I think he was I, I would I don't know what the stats were and everything, but I think um, he would have to have been my leading scorer in both of them. Um, high I motor. would say yes. <laughs> yeah. High motor. Um, really good. Really aggressive player. Um, really, really liked him. I, I, I ran a lot of stuff through him. Um, a lot of times, you know, when the game was games were closer um for those games and you know and he 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 wanted to actually you know try to run a few things as well which you know I let him and I, I let him try to coach up a little bit as well but really like him and he's got a lot of potential I'll be seeing him tomorrow when I go to Richmond's workout Heading in out the there. afternoon nice yeah he was I I, I even, you know he looked like kind of a late ad too to the league so it was good yep. good to have him in there see good that he was doing well um all right, guys. Well, I appreciate it. Mason, tell us again where you are, what you're doing. Yeah, so um, just getting back in the boys' game now. Um, have a couple scouting services on the girls' side. I've been fully entrenched in the girls' side uh, for the last five or six years. Uh, however, I'll be starting up some boys' stuff as well. Uh, you can just follow me on Twitter and see all that at Mason H. Asher. Um Pretty easy. Just my name and with an H in the middle of it. So, um, as the high school season gets on, going along, that's where uh, where I'll be. Well, good to have you back in state, and we'll be obviously the next few weeks definitely be uh, hearing more from you on the fall league stuff. I don't know if Brandon's going to be back every week, but he's certainly welcome. Brandon, tell these guys, tell everybody what you're all the stuff you're doing, what you got coming up this week on KSR. Yes, sir. Yeah, I um, you, you can follow me on Twitter at B Ramsey KSR. Um, we're we're getting into college basketball season a little bit. Kentucky has their pro day Wednesday night, and then I'll be attending Big Blue Big Blue Big Blue Madness on Friday evening um, down at Rep Arena before the Kentucky Missouri football game on Saturday. Uh, so we'll have two basketball events down in the Bluegrass this week, which people always get excited about. Um, so, you know, certainly content there on Kentucky sports radio, part of the on three network, um, and then prep hoops, Indiana, um, website as well. I'll be attending some open gyms this week. A lot of people are on fall break, so it's a little quieter, but I'm going to get over to Richmond tomorrow. I think we're going to hit Lawrence central this week and then probably Westfield Friday morning. Um, so we'll have some more content out from those. And then Sunday, I'm actually going to quote-unquote, on my way back from Kentucky, uh, swing by um, Indy Kendrick's league down there in Evansville. Um, oh, so I'll have some I'll have some reports from the Pocket City as well. They're a little higher scoring down there than we are. We we got some we got some defensive. We got some games in the 50s. Yeah. We got some games in the 50s. We get a little bit of – we guard a little bit in this thing. It's, it's a surprising amount of defense um, – that goes on in this league. I, I like that the kids take it seriously. So. Yeah, it's good to see. Yep, Kyler, tell us about who's your illustrator. What's going on? Who, who are we gonna? Are you guys gonna duke it out to see who gets some of these top recruits? You and <laughs> I think, I think, Fland, I baby. Think, I think. I think. Yeah. Are I we on boogie watch? Are, yeah. Boogie watch. I think we're both on boogie watch. We're gonna see what happens there. But yeah, and then I use obviously on Liam McNeely watch. Um, you know, we're kind of at the point where you know you got to kind of brace yourself for anything. At this point, you never know what's going to happen. But, yeah, Hoosier Illustrated still pumping out a lot of content and stuff. Um, IU football gets back in action at Michigan this week. So, got to nice. cover that one. Got to gotta preview it and see what happens there. But basketball is about to ramp up. So, we'll have a lot of basketball content these next couple of weeks, um, especially with Hoosier, Illust- or Hoosier, Hoosier Hysteria 
coming up in the next two weeks. And so, um, but yeah, a lot of stuff. And then like Brandon said, a lot of stuff at prep hoops, Indiana, I'm going to continue my, uh, high school spotlight series as much as I can, you know, getting, getting a little low on the list here, but I'm going to see if I can find a, a few more teams to kind of add in with that as well. So a lot of content. You've got to be getting pretty close to all 411 or however many schools we have. I don't know. It, it's getting, it's getting, uh, it's, it's getting into the weeds right now. I will say that. So, but I'm finding new teams every, uh, every day. So we'll, we'll see how many I can pump out this month. Maybe we Take can get quick. some. I mean, we talked about Attica earlier. We can get Attic in there. Maybe Eminence, some some yeah. blast from the past for Jim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eel Eeltown. I don't know. It was. Uh, I, I went and watched them play Traders Point on a, the the last Monday of the regular season last year because it was at Traders Point and because it was a Monday night. And um, I mean, I would have loved to have had a couple of those bigger kids, but uh, it was not. It was not pretty basketball. So. Not pretty, but shout uh, out Eels. Shout out Eels, Eeltown baby. I I loved my three years there. We had your group. We had one of the one of our players, his kids playing in the fall league. Hey, there you go. That's awesome. Brevin Brevin Burns or Bevin Brevin Burns from um I think Mooresville. His dad Josh Burns played for us, and then we also were we also would have had uh uh the Arnold boy from Monrovia, but he got hurt. So he's not in it. So we would have had two former, uh, two sons of former eels in the fall league, and always good to see those guys. It was a fun group of kids to be around. But um, Jake Query from uh, ESPN Radio here locally has predicted that Indiana will beat Michigan in football this weekend. Anybody uh, agree with him on that? No, uh, that's, a, that's a no. Okay, <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't know enough. Wasn't Indiana the- supposed to? Wasn't Indiana supposed to be really good and, and beat Maryland last week too? I yeah, no, it not. I don't I don't know where you're getting those sources from, but I predicted that was gonna be one of their ugliest games. Um yeah. I saw some some people talking about how Indiana was gonna be back and give give Maryland a run on, on some select uh, online forums, and alas, that's what you get when you peruse those. Yeah, well that's <laughs> Indiana Football and Purdue football have done nothing but provide high comedy the last few years. So, anyway, guys, thanks for joining us. Appreciate it. Uh, Mason, we'll see you this weekend. Kyler, we'll see you this weekend. Brandon, safe travels and all your stuff. And hopefully you get a chance to come back week three and four. Enjoy the Pocket City League next week. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. If you haven't listened to the first episode this week, we've got two of them. Make sure you check that out. 